Hello, hello. Hey, hey, friends. Here we are. Welcome back to the Shared Space Podcast. I just really like when Josie says that. I don't I, know why. She has such, can you, do you guys agree? She has such a calming voice. Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> just a tiny bit. Oh, you guys. This is something that we're going into today as we're recording for you guys episode number three. I cannot even believe that we're here already, but episode number three, this is probably going to be the most, I don't know if difficult or uneasy. It's just, we are being here, being very open, vulnerable, raw for you guys, and we hope that you guys see that we're not just doing this for us, we're doing it for you, and we just want you guys to be able to take and learn from the mistakes that we've made over the past seven years, and hopefully it doesn't take you seven years to reconcile like we have. Yeah, we we've literally been sitting here talking for like 30 minutes, just hashing through things and kind of trying to figure out what direction we want to take this in. Um, But we're just going to kind of walk through some things with you guys. It's going to be primarily over the first year of literally everything. So we're going to go back to 2015 and and kind of walk you through our decision making, the things that we did based off of emotion, um, you know, what we're talking to you about might not directly apply to your situation, but it could be something that you come up against in the, in the future, or maybe a part of it is something you're dealing with, whatever it is. We just, like she said, we hope that you take something away from it and it makes your co-parenting relationship easier. This is one of those episodes. It was actually the first one that I feel like I've had to sit down. Josie knows that I am not a um, writer, I don't really like writing things, but uh, I feel like this is the first one I've actually had to sit down and write some notes about because it's almost like, how do you narrate your life or like what parts are important, especially for the sh- for um, our podcast, like which ones are important, which things do we share with you? What do we not share with you? Um, what's going to help with our healing? What's going to help with your guys's healing? You know, that's what we always bring it back to. And it's hard for us sometimes to walk through these really hard parts of our life. Um, but so as I was sitting down, was writing out, you know, all of my notes and stuff, I was sitting there thinking what, what's going to be important for everyone to hear? What are they going to take from this as we share? What can we talk about that brings healing and growth for you guys? And that you can see, wow, I see similarities in my, you know, I see similarities in their story to mine. Our story is not going to be your story because that's the beauty of humanity is that everyone walks a different path. Everyone walks out a different story. Um, But we hope that you see similarities that you can learn from our mistakes, learn from choices that we made or say, oh, okay, I can see that similarity there and I can see that I have a choice to either do this or do this. And I hope that you don't make the same choices that we did. Yep. So a little bit more of a backstory and just like some... I guess uniqueness to our story is coming into the relationship with Zach. I wasn't a new person. So Zach and Beth were separating and things were going on with them. They were married at the time. Um, Zach and I had been friends for four years at that point. Um, We had worked together. That's how I knew him. We started working at Lincoln Industries Um, within a day apart. He worked for my brother, all these things. So we had been friends over the years. We had actually talked about dating in 2012 um, when Zach and Beth had split up and Beth was moving to California. So it was just like, there was never a point in time throughout the years where 
Zach and I pursued anything when him and Beth weren't together. Um, it wasn't anything like that, you know, and, and Zach and I talked a lot before this episode because this is just like a really uncomfortable conversation for any of us to have and coming into it, just like telling our story. So it's not a one-sided thing. Um, he looks very much like the bad guy, which, you know, he even said I was, I was not a good guy back then. I was not making good choices. And uh, this thing, this, I saw this on social media and it's just really, really stuck with me. And I think it really applies to this situation and people in general going through things like this. Um, One of the biggest things that are, or one of the biggest factors in divorce, in breaking up, you know, and becoming a blended family or single parent or whatever that looks like is you operate on a selfish love, you know? And when I talked to him about that, he's like, that's exactly right. All I cared about was me what I wanted, what was making me happy. I didn't care about people around me. I didn't care how it made anybody feel. And so he very, very, very much looks bad, but he knew that. And we talked about that and he's okay with what we're going to talk about. But so Zach and Beth were walking through that. He obviously was talking to me as a friend, just like, how do I go through this? You know, this is how I'm feeling. I'm not really sure what to do. This is where I want to take things, whatever. And at that point in time, I was also in a relationship that was not a healthy relationship. And like, these are really hard things to swallow later on in life because you never want to admit that the relationship that you were in was unhealthy. You know, you always want to think the best and assume that things are going to get better or change or whatever that is, or you just want to stay blinded to the situation and it's just fine. But you have to start looking at, everything that it's affecting because it's not just affecting you, especially when you have kids. Okay. So Zach and Beth had Jax. Um, I had Jillian in the relationship that I was in at the time we were talking and something just felt different. Okay. So that's like Zach and I's side of it was we were viewing it as, you know, maybe this is a, this is going to head in a different direction. Things with Zach and Beth weren't going good. They were talking about separating. Zach was potentially getting deployed. It was just this whole thing. So we started talking more as friends. Things started escalating really quickly. Um, Beth moved out. Zach got roommates. My relationship ended, and it was just like before I knew it, things were just spiraling out of control. And at that point, you kind of put blinders on and, again, go back into just responding with a selfish love and a selfish view because you're in like a fight or flight mode at that point. You only care about you protecting yourself, dealing with yourself. So we were all very much operating off of emotions and not really caring about what the other party felt, you know? And even at that point in time, there wasn't a huge focus on what was best for Jax. It was, well, okay, what about me? What about my feelings and our relationship and what's going on with us? And, uh, you know, looking back at it now, I see that so clearly just like how selfish we were all being, but it's human nature. And, you know, I was talking to Beth about this because this is something that she specifically said is she wanted me to not be somebody that had been around, you know, it would have been easier for her if I was a new person. And Zach respectfully approached her and said, hey, this is this girl. She's going to be around Jax. I'd like for you to meet her in an ideal world. When you break up with someone and you have kids, that is 100% how you want it to go. But being realistic, that's usually not how it goes. Um, People are almost always 
reacting off of emotion, um, only caring about themselves, not caring about how they're making the other person feel. And almost always when a relationship is split, it's because of one person's decision. So if you're feeling today like someone's being cold to you or they're not seeing your point of view, I totally get it. You have to take into consideration human nature. I'm not saying by any means that that's okay. I'm not saying by any means the way that any of us were acting that first year was okay. But go into things realistically and the like the biggest piece of advice I would have given myself me now to my me back then was to look at myself. What was I doing? How was I handling the situation? How was I making everybody feel around me because I couldn't go into the situation like, oh, well, it's just me and Zach. I don't have to worry about Beth. That's just his ex. Well, no, I had Jillian and Zach had Jax. And there was a whole different dynamic that we weren't even taking into consideration. And like before I knew it, things were just literally in chaos. Like just not good, not good at all. And things just started getting very crazy at that point. When you were talking about, I don't even know. I'm sitting here trying to come up with the words of what I'm supposed to be saying. And I'm having a hard time because that first year there were so many things that happened and what's important to tell you guys was not important to tell you. And I'm sure as Josie was just sitting there talking, like we're both shaking, like sitting here trying to talk about this because you guys, this is very uncomfortable stuff. But as I've told her, I've told you guys, like I would kill for people ha- to have been like open, raw, vulnerable, honest, and for something for me to listen to as I was walking through stuff. You know, I have personal friends right now that are walking through divorces, breakups, and they're like, Beth, you and Josie's podcast is like giving me life or it's giving me hope that maybe I don't have to walk out things like you did or they have walked out those those situations with me in the past and been like, I'm glad that because you're willing to share and now I'm going through the same thing as you are. I never thought that I would have to go through this, but I am now. I'm glad that I have you or I'm glad that I that we have this podcast or I'm glad that we have you guys willing to be open and vulnerable about your lives that hopefully I can evaluate the choices that I'm making, learn how to remove emotion earlier on. And I think that's the hardest part. You know, we actually went and got coffee right before we came here because that's what we do. And uh, we got coffee and we were just sitting there talking and, you know, it's, it's super easy to, to look back at it now and be like, well, what if this would have happened? Or as Josie was saying, like one of the conversations I had was if, if like every, if all of this would have just been approached differently. And if I would have met you later on in life, you know, those are a bunch of what ifs. And I know that we can't go back and change any of that. But we can sit here and evaluate and say, okay, I can see because I made that choice how it affected our relationship now. And I can see that because of that choice that we made and more like just being self-aware so that we can see how to help you guys heal with your relationships moving forward. Um, So like we were talking about removing the emotions, we were like, I was 21. You said what? You were 25 at the time. I was 21. I think Zach was 22 um, because he's just a year older than me and you were 25 your brain is not fully developed at that point. And even though we are adults technically to society, we were children having children trying to make very huge life altering decisions, walking through something that personally, I didn't know anyone that had walked through something like that. So I didn't have anyone that I could sit and like talk to about it and be like, you know, like when this happened to you, no, that wasn't happening to other people that I knew about. Most of my friends at that time weren't even married or 
had kids of their own, I feel like in my friend group, I was the only one that had a kid or I had a kid first. And so I was always the one that was walking through stuff um, first or alone. And so as being these young kids, raising kids, trying to make super adult decisions, we were just doing everything based off of emotion. And um, one of the things that you said, Josie, that is just so true is that it's not that you're like your and Zach's side was right or my side was right. It's just that we were work, walking out two separate things. You guys were forming a new relationship and I was learning how to become a single mother. And it's not that one person's opinion or one person's story is right or wrong. They were just different. We were walking out different things. So I think that as you were going into, maybe if you're sitting here you're currently separated, you guys are working on divorce, or maybe it's only been like a year, you know, I don't know what your situation is, um, as you're listening to this, but not looking at your, um, ex or their new relationship or as your children, as that you guys are living out the same story. Cause you're not like everyone's side of things. Everyone's situation is different. And just because you guys both split up, that doesn't mean that your stories are exactly the same. You know, you might be facing single parenthood for the first time, but maybe they're stepping into a new relationship. And so the dynamic is just different and they can't, (laughs) no one's a mind reader. Like, and you, as you're sitting there and you're going through this, you know, one of the things I was telling Josie was like, I would be having all these thoughts. Like, why, why can't she see that I'm hurting? Like, why can't she see that this is hurting me? Like, as a, as a mom, why can't she feel for my mom heart? Like, doesn't she understand that? Like, she's a mom too. Doesn't, can't she be reading my mind is basically what I was feeling. And, um, looking back at it now, you know, especially as we've had conversations over the past few months is that she was just learning how to navigate a new relationship, being a active role model in Jax's life, trying to form a healthy relationship with Zach, working on their own crap. And I think that she should just be sitting there thinking about me every single day. (laughs) No. Uh, you no. were definitely on my mind, but that was just because we were all so terrible to each other. So, yeah, that was something that we specifically talked about um, when we were getting coffee today. Is she had sent me her notes, and I saw that, and uh, Zach and I talked about it a little bit last night. It wasn't ever that I was just like, oh, I don't care how you feel. You know, I don't care that you're Jax's mom. It, it wasn't anything like that. It was like... I didn't get into the relationship with Zach to be Jax's bonus mom. I got into the relationship with Zach because I wanted to be with Zach. And yes, I had another, I had Jillian. So I already knew how to be a mom. So it wasn't like I was coming into a relationship with a guy that had a kid. We literally got together and ran. Like we had to run because we had two kids and he was dealing with stuff and we were still working. And at the time we had roommates and it was just like this whole different thing. It wasn't ever that I wasn't thinking about Beth's feelings. I was thinking about my own. Okay. Um, but I mean, I understand what she's saying and I, and I feel like a lot of moms go through this if they are going through a breakup and they're becoming a blended family and there's new parents, you know, dads probably go through this too. You know, Zach's thought was always whoever Beth ends up with he just wants that guy to be respectful and good with Jax and like that's basically all we care about you know good person good with Jax he's taken care of that was always our priority you know we're really thankful that Beth got together with Cody Cody's a great bonus dad but it was never we were never like oh I wonder how Beth is gonna feel about this it was more so you know like well what are we doing because we're in a new relationship, trying to navigate that. 
with two kids already. It's not like a blank slate whatsoever that, yeah, that thought just never really crossed my mind like that, I guess. Okay. So I feel it is very important that we talk about the first few days after we split up and as you're moving forward, you know, most people go to a court style or a mediation style. Um, Zach and I chose to seek out mediation and it's funny now looking at it. I know it wasn't funny like in the moment and Josie's sitting here rolling her eyes at me right now because I will be, you guys, I'm, I'm the person just because of, and I don't know if it's because I feel like to this day or just back then, um, like Zach wouldn't take me seriously unless it came through court because like what Josie was saying is you get very into like a selfish mode and Zach has said that before. Like I was just worried about what's best for me, what's best for my family. And I think we all get into that mode, but I couldn't, I couldn't see that. I couldn't see that he was just trying to do what's best for him and his relationship. I didn't even honestly want to know that Josie existed in my brain, <laughs> which is not healthy at all, especially, um, knowing that, you know, this this person could potentially be the person that I'm going to have to co-parent with the rest of my life. You don't, you don't think like that. You're like, Oh, they're probably going to be around for a year. So if I can just like push it off for as long as possible, like I won't have to deal with them. That's really just unrealistic thinking because what if that is the person that you have to do life with the rest of your life? Um, on a sidebar, you know, we've had this conversation of you don't just parent your kids till they're 18 years old. Then it's like, okay, just cause they're out of your house, then they get married, then they have kids then they have grandkids. You know, there, there's all of these things. They graduate from college if they go to college. All these things, you, you don't just become each other's, uh, a part of each other's life for 18 years. You come for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And so did you, is it really realistic to think? It's like, oh, if I can just make it till their 18th birthday, then I'm not going to have to deal with this anymore. It's like, no, the choices that you're making now are going to affect the type of communication style that you have for the rest of your life. So in the beginning, I thought it was super important to just, you know, communicate through courts because I felt like that was the only way that Zach would hear me, which knowing now, um, the things that I know now, I know that that's not true, but in the moment, that's all I could see. And I just, like Josie said, I hadn't, I had my own personal blinders on. It's like, if I'm going to get through to him, this is how I'm going to do it. And so we went to mediation. Um, I don't even remember maybe six months after we split up. I can't remember how long it was. You're a lot better at times and dates and stuff. And I, I'm just like, mm, when was that? Not I'm sure. like a vault. It's she fine. Is. It's fine. <laughs> I always look to her when I start saying dates. Cause I'm like, is that right? I don't know. I don't keep track that way. That's not how my brain works. Um, but we went to mediation within the first year, um, instead of going straight to court and just sitting there, you know, there was boundaries that I was trying to put into place to again, selfishly protect myself. And at the end of the day, wasn't looking at is this what's best for Jax? I was looking at, is this what's best for best for Beth's heart and emotions, which again, I wasn't removing emotion from the situation. It is very sad that I was getting divorced. It is very sad that I'm becoming a single parent and that Zach is becoming a single parent. It's like all of those things are very sad, but that those don't promote positive communication moving forward. Those are sad things. And yes, you can be sad. I've told Josie, I was like, no one was giving me the benefit of the doubt that I was like mourning a marriage and that I wasn't stepping into like a new relationship. I wasn't stepping into those things. I was just thinking about how sad I was, but you have to learn how to remove those emotions because yes, it's sad in the moment, but that's not going to be the rest of your life. Like it's just such a temporary emotion. And I know in the moment it feels like the biggest 
weight of the world. And it feels like that's what you're going to feel like for the rest of your life. Um, I actually have been in the middle of, I just finished reading attacking anxiety by Sean Johnson. He's a amazing, um, pastor out of Denver, Colorado. And in the book, there's like a, a phrase that he repeats all over. And I was telling Josie, I was like, this is, this is seriously the best book that I have ever read. And I've read a lot of books in my life. And this is the best book because I wish that I could have read something like this when we were going through everything that we were going through. He has a phrase that he uses. You are not crazy. You are not alone. And this will end. And it's so true in the moment, you guys like those feelings of depression, anxiety, those are all very real emotions that I was feeling and it's okay to be sad, but it will end. This is not what your life is going to look like for the rest of your life, but you have to make physical choices to not stay there. You have to make physical choices to put your big girl pants on and say, yes, I can be sad. It is okay to be sad. It is okay to feel these thoughts. It's okay to feel these emotions. I'm not crazy. I'm not alone in this, but I have to make choices because I do have a little boy that is looking to me to say, okay, mom, but we got to move forward. And he's a little boy. You know, your kids look to you for your emotions. If you're constantly emotional, guess what? Your kids are constantly going to be emotional about things. They're constantly going to be reactive. If you're always reactive, they're going to always be reactive. Josie and I talk about this all the time, even just with our parenting, that it's like if I'm sitting there, and being in my feels about things um, because I'm having a hard day and my kids are just being like over the top and I'm being emotional and I just want to sit there and cry and like react and yell and stuff like that. When they're upset and when they're feeling those things, guess what they're going to do? Cry out, react, be loud, scream, all of those things. It's the same exact thing because they look to us for how we process things in life. That's how they learn how to process things. And so we were sitting in mediation and there was just silly things that I was putting, silly things, they were silly things, silly things that I was putting into place like that. I can't even remember because I know one of the things was, is that, um, Josie was not allowed to stay the night. If stop rolling your eyes at me, (laughs) she wasn't allowed to stay the night. Um, when Jax was there, you guys weren't, I don't even remember. Do you remember the rules? You probably remember them a lot more because you were the one that had to follow the rules. That was the only one that really stuck out was that one. So at the time, Zach only had Jax on the weekends. So she put in there that I couldn't stay the night on the weekends. We had a... I've honestly never heard of anyone having the split that we did. And I think maybe it was just more because Zach of the shift that he worked Mm -hmm. at um, his job. I had Jack's Monday morning through Friday morning, and then he had him Friday morning through Monday morning. So it was 60, 40 split, which I just, I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. Well, I think everybody's just really unique on that one. Like what they choose to do is really just kind of caters to, schedules and stuff at the time Zach was working second Second, shift yeah Yeah. so having him having Jax during the week just wasn't really gonna work super well um it just didn't make sense because he would go into work at like 2 30 so they did were like she said a 60 40 split um that lasted mm, less than a year and then (laughs) we were back in court readjusting things because everybody was still being emotional and and so these are things that we just want to say they seem like the only way that you can get things done but if you can start and I know that this is really hard like we know that this is really hard to sit here and say oh just take emotion out of it 
like, oh, okay. We still to this day get emotional about stuff. It's been seven years. But looking back at everything that we chose to do back then, we're going to tell you it was not beneficial. It really hurt things. It really hindered the progress on stuff. So if you're thinking that maybe, oh, I'm, I'm just going to take my ex to court and that's how I'm going to solve things instead of just trying to communicate, maybe try and communicate first. I, I also understand that some people are difficult. You know, again, going back to our situation isn't yours. I understand that. But just look at it from an outsider's perspective. If you feel like that's your only choice, just know that it's not. Just keep trying to work on communication. Keep trying to work on removing emotion and really just focus on yourself because, you know, and, and I've been through breakups and stuff where I wasn't the one that ended the relationship. So, you know, you go into the spiral of like, what can I do to change myself to get back together with them? What can I do to force them to get back together with me? No. Okay. Listen to me, girl, guy, whoever, whoever's listening to this right now, listen. Okay. If someone, and, and this is making my heart hurt because this is not a fun thing to say, but, and I'm telling myself, my younger self this too, if someone is breaking up with you and ending a relationship, good riddance to them, okay? You deserve better than that. Maybe it's God's plan for you to take a break and work on yourself and it'll come back together. Maybe it's not. But at that point in your life, especially if you have kids, work on yourself. Focus on yourself. Take care of yourself, okay? You can't control your ex. You can't control the situation. You can't control who they're around. All you can control is yourself. It's not easy. I know that. I know that so bad. I know that. But that's like, that's literally what I tell people is you cannot control anybody but yourself. You will literally drive yourself crazy. Yes, it hurts sometimes. But at the end of the day, it's just going to be better for all of you especially the kids. When it comes to the communication style that you were talking about, there's something that I've had to learn. And I don't know if you guys have ever read or listened to anything about like the five love languages, but I think that that is a huge thing that goes into also your communication style with your co-parent is that I had to learn and it took me a long time. You guys, I had to learn that how I need to be communicated with and how Zach needed to be communicated with are not the same things. And if you can figure out that earlier on, you know, like we said, we can't be mind readers, but you know that if you say something in a certain way or if you deliver something in a certain way, that might be how you need delivery wise. You know, I I wish that Zach would have given me all the words back then, and but that's just not who he is. And he might not be giving me the delivery style that I want, but if you can work on delivering to the other co-parent, whether you need to talk about a schedule thing, um, or you need to talk about, I don't know, school or just what holidays or whatever, and you need to talk about something serious, deliver it in a manner that they're going to receive well. If you're, you know, for instance, in our case, Zach is a man of few words. (laughs) (laughs) He's a man of few words. Um, He likes... Uh, direct to the point, land the plane. I am not that way. I'm like, give me all the words, sugarcoat them with extra sunshine and blessings. Like, <laughs> just we're just so opposite when it comes to that. But the quicker that I learned that, um, this is a actually a, I don't know if it's like a tactic style that you can work on for yourself. And that's probably not the words, the right words that I just used. It's fine. Um, but I would learn how to like write things out to be emotional. And then 
Cody would sit and he'd be like, yeah, okay, delete out that part. You don't need to say that part. But it, it helped me because I am an emotional person and I do need to like be able to get things off my chest. So he's like, just type it up, get it off your chest and then send the things that are actually important. You know, you got it, you got it out there. You're talking with me about it. You wrote it down. You, you know, put it out there now actually say the things that he just needs to hear because you know, if you send all of that, well, first of all, I have an iPhone and Zach has an Android. So I used to send super long paragraphs and it would only like send half and he'd write back and he'd be like, yeah, I didn't get all your message because you sent seven paragraphs and my, my Android will only allow, you know, two sentences to be delivered. So I would learn, uh, I, I learned after the first few years that if I can just communicate with him, how he receives it, I'm going to get a better response on my end. Okay. So I guess one of the other things that we haven't really talked about, you know, just like walking through that first year and being young and trying to process these emotions. And like Beth said, you know, we didn't really take the time to even consider how she was feeling coming out of the relationship. And, you know, we touched a little bit on Zach really, really looks like the bad guy. And I really just hate saying it, but it is what it is. So the first couple months, because we rushed into it the way that we did, because they were coming out of a seven-year relationship, you know, they had jacks, all of those things. There were still a lot of emotions that were being involved on all sides, but specifically between Zach and Beth, because they had been married. They did have history. And the way that Zach put it was, you know, no, he didn't want to be with Beth anymore, but he also didn't want to lose control of the situation. So because of that, you know, decisions were made between the two of them that definitely negatively impacted Zach and I's relationship. It broke trust between the two of us, um, you know, call a spade a spade. Things happened between the two of them. I obviously found out about it. And it was at that point that I told Zach, like, you know, either we're going to go all in on this and somehow try to move past what happened or I'm done. I'm not doing this back and forth thing. I'm not doing that with the kids. Like we do have kids involved and it it's not a selfish thing. Like this cannot be a, I only care about myself and my feelings and making sure I'm controlling the entire situation. That's not how a healthy relationship works. And I think over the last seven years and you know, I can't attest for Beth, but this is probably true for her, but specifically for Zach and I, we have had to work through a lot of things that we just settled for in our lives because of things that, you know, things that we learned from our parents, things that we learned from relationships around us, you know, boundaries that we didn't have for ourselves, expectations that we didn't have for ourselves. We just were okay with shitty relationships. You know, we were okay with not being faithful to people. We were okay with talking to other people. And that again goes back to, a selfish love. If you want a healthy relationship, you have to be selfless. You have to care about the other person before yourself. That's the whole point. You know, if you're going into a relationship only caring about yourself, it's probably not going to end well for you. It's definitely not going to end well for the other person in the relationship. And it's absolutely not going to end well for the kids. Okay. So it was really hard. Um, and I by no Are you shaking talking about it <laughs> a right little now? bit a little bit I I just want to say I by no means condone 
staying with someone if they've cheated on you. Okay. That's a personal thing. You have to work through that on your own, but I'm not going to sit here and say once a cheater, always a cheater. Once a cheater, they can change. You know, that's between you and God and the person that you're with. Okay. If you want to accept that and you want to work on fixing that in your relationship and moving forward, that is on you. Okay. It was not an easy decision for me to continue to stay with Zach. I, I have walked through that type of relationship many times, um, throughout the years. And it really, it really leaves an impact on you for your entire life. Okay. Not, not even just in your like relationships with male, like friendships, like setting, setting expectations and boundaries in general for relationships just gets very skewed because you've allowed these things to happen to you that you never want to impact your relationship like that. And so I found out about it, confronted Zach. We decided to move forward from there. It was really bad. Um, I was very upset. I was very angry. Um, I, I was dealing with a lot of stuff just from past history because of that. And when I got into the relationship with Zach, you know, I never thought that that was going to be something that we were going to go through because it was four years of, we were really good friends. And now we had this opportunity to be together and you don't think getting together with someone that within the first four months of being together, they're going to cheat on you. Like that's just not how you go into a relationship. So moving forward through that, you know, the years were really hard because I didn't trust him and obviously I still had to deal with Beth because she wasn't going anywhere. Jax is still there. You know, it isn't like he cheated on me with some random girl. It was Jax's mom. So it was like, this isn't going to be an instantaneous, oh, it's just fine. We'll just move on. And I never have to worry about seeing this person or being around this person again. No, I literally have to deal with her my entire Hello, I'm life. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like, you know, we talk about... And we get asked a lot, like, oh, you guys have been friends forever. No, we literally hated each other. And, like, just going back, it probably would have been a lot easier transitioning into all this stuff and having a healthier co-parenting relationship between the families if those type of decisions hadn't been made. Obviously, I didn't make that decision, but it was what I had to deal with because I chose to stay with Zach. Like I said, I'm not condoning it. It's... It's between you and your partner, what you're accepting in your life. And uh, basically the biggest reason why I chose to continue to move forward was because I slightly understood what was going on and how it happened. Okay. You have different feelings towards people when you have kids with them. You have different feelings towards people when you've been with them forever and you have, you just handle things differently when you're a controlling person. Okay. It's not great. It's not butterflies and rainbows. And I told y'all this was going to be a hard, hard episode to have. This is just very uncomfortable. I'm sweating. (laughs) I need a shower after this. Same. Mostly because it took me seven years to get to the point of being okay with being around Beth and being okay with her being around Zach and being okay with everybody just being so integrated because for many, many years, like I said, I was very angry, did counseling on it, just really wanted to try and process it in a healthy way because one thing too, I'll say that I really felt heavily on because I hated her the way that I did it was affecting my relationship with with Jax, and I didn't want that. I didn't want resentment towards Jax because of what had happened with Beth. Jax isn't Beth. He didn't do that. He didn't choose any of this. So it's like I really wanted to start handling it differently so that I could heal, and it was no longer affecting 
our home and my relationship with him. So fast forward to year 2021, where we started working on ourselves and controlling what we can control and finally letting go of all the things and all the what ifs and well, if it would have gone this way or if she would have been this person or whatever the heck, all the things that we couldn't control and things just magically, it's no coincidence, they started to change and that's a God thing. So if you take anything from what we had to endure for the first year, I just hope you hear, you know, one, if I could go back and just tell 21 year old me, cause now I'm 29 years old. Holy frick. I'm 29 years old. It's fine. Uh, 21 year old me is that just work on you yourself, remove emotion, stop blaming other people for choices that you put yourself in. I think it's very easy when you're walking through things to think that like everyone's against you, the world's against you other person's against you every single thought and action that they're taking is probably to hurt you and it's probably the farthest thing from the truth I know I know, and I said this earlier I know that it hurts I know that these are not ideal situations but when you make adult choices you have to deal with the adult consequences of the choices that you're making and you can't just sit there and think that the world's against you that that these people are just sitting there and talking about you 24 seven. It's probably, like I said, it's probably the farthest thing from the truth. They're working on, you know, now I see it like they were just working on, okay, how do we move forward? They're not sitting over there talking about me, but I know that when you split up, that's what you think. You think that they're just, the world revolves around you. Everyone's talking about you all the time. They're including you in every little decision that they make. And it's just, that's not the case, you guys. And I know on my end too, I was like, you guys stop telling, like, stop talking to me about Zach. Stop talking to me about what they're doing. I don't want to know what they're doing. I just want to focus on me. So why would I think that like, it was not the same over there, you know? So anyways, if I could tell my 21 year old self, just focus on you, focus on what you can control and that's just being the best parent to Jax and that is something that we have learned you know like she said in year 2021 is that we would say is this what's best for Jax but is that truly what we were doing is that truly how we were living our life every choice that we made every interaction every communication that we made was it truly what was best for Jax and it wasn't you can say that you can say that you're doing what's the best for your kids but most of the time it's oh, that's best what's for my kids. And it also benefits me. We live in a very, very selfish culture, society that you want to make choices that benefit you in the long run. And sometimes I have learned being a parent, the best choice for your child is not always the best choice for you. It is not always going to benefit you. It is not always going to end in your favor. And if that's your thought process on things, then you need to get off this podcast and truly just check yourself and be like, when I'm making choices, when I'm communicating, when I'm thinking through things, at the end of the day, I need to be okay with the fact that it's not always going to benefit me, that it's not always going to benefit my lifestyle, the things that I want to do, my plans, whatever it may be. The choice is not always what's best for you. It should always be and will always be what is best for the child. And we just have to move forward with that. All right, guys. So that is episode three. Um, we hope you got something from it. It was uh, it was a doozy for us this time, but you know, it. I feel better that we've gotten it out there, and we didn't throw up. Yep, we didn't throw up. We didn't cry, and it's out there, and it's over. And you know, we just want to help people not go through the hard shit that we went through. Pretty much. 
See you next time. Yeah, guys. See you on episode four. Bye.